Hi, everybody. Carla here. I'm so glad you've come back for the final act in this wonderful play, Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. Again, this is the final act of the play. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please stay tuned. Act five, scene one. Enter Romeo. Romeo. If I may trust the flattering truth of sleep, my dreams presage some joyful news at hand. My bosom's lord sits lightly in his throne, and all this day an unaccustomed spirit lifts me above the ground with cheerful thoughts. I dreamt my lady came and found me dead. Strange dream that gives a dead man leave to think, and breathed such life with kisses in my lips that I revived and was an emperor." Ah, me, how sweet is love itself possessed when but love's shadows are so rich in joy. Enter Romeo's man, Baltazar. News from Verona. How now, Baltazar? Dost thou bring me letters from the friar? How doth my lady? Is my father well? How fares my Juliet? That I ask again, for nothing can be ill if she be well. Baltazar. Then she is well, and nothing can be ill. Her body sleeps in Capel's monument, and her immortal part with the angels lives. I saw her laid low in her kindred's vault, and presently took post to tell it you. Oh, pardon me for bringing these ill news, since you did leave it for my office, sir. Romeo. Is it e'en so? Then I defy you, stars. Thou knowest my lodging. Get me ink and paper and hire post horses. I will hence tonight. Baltasar. I do beseech you, sir, have patience. Your looks are pale and wild and do import some misadventure. Romeo, tush, thou art deceived. Leave me and do the thing I bid thee do. Hast thou no letters to me from the friar? Baltasar, no, my good lord. Romeo, no matter, get thee gone and hire those horses. I'll be with thee straight. Exit Baltasar. Well, Juliet, I will lie with thee tonight. Let's see for means, O mischief, thou art swift to enter in the thoughts of desperate men. I do remember an apothecary, and hereabouts he dwells, which late I noted in tattered weeds with overwhelming brows, culling of simples. Meager were his looks, sharp misery had worn him to the bones, and in his needy shop a tortoise hung, an alligator stuffed, and other skins of ill-shaped fishes, and about his shelves a beggarly account of empty boxes, green earthen pots, bladders and musty seeds, remnants of pack thread and old cakes of roses were thinly scattered to make up a show. Nothing this penury, to myself I said, and if a man did need a poison now, who sail is present death in Mantua? Here lives a caitiff wretch would sell it him, Oh, this same thought but did forerun my need, and this same needy man must sell it me. As I remember, this should be the house. Being holiday, the beggar shop is shut. What? Ho! Apothecary! Enter Apothecary. Apothecary. Who calls so loud? Romeo. Come hither, man. I see that thou art poor. Hold. There is forty ducats. Let me have a dram of poison. Such soon speeding gear as will disperse itself through all the veins that the life-weary taker may fall dead, and that the trunk may be discharged of breath as violently as hasty powder fire doth hurry from the fatal cannon's womb. Apothecary. 
Such mortal drugs I have, but Mantua's law is death to any that he utters them. Romeo, art thou so bare and full of wretchedness, and fears to die? Famine is in thy cheeks. Need and oppression starveth in thine eyes. Contempt and beggary hangs upon thy back. The world is not thy friend, nor the world's law. The world affords no law to make thee rich. Then be not poor, but break it, and take this. Holds out the money. Apothecary. My poverty, but not my will, consents. Romeo. I pray thy poverty, and not thy will. Apothecary gives Romeo poison. Put this in any liquid thing you will, and drink of it. And if you had the strength of twenty men, it would dispatch you straight. Romeo gives apothecary money. There is thy gold, worse poison to men's souls, doing doing more murder in this loathsome world than these poor compounds that thou mayest not sell. I sell thee poison, thou hast sold me none. Farewell, buy food, and get thyself in flesh. Come, cordial and not poison, go with me to Juliet's grave. For there must I use thee. Exit. Okay, a quick summary of Act 5, Scene 1. Romeo in exile in Mantua, he he wakes up and he's feeling pretty good, but he had this strange dream, a bit of foreshadowing here. He dreamed that Juliet found him dead, but that she kissed him and that he was restored to life. Um, his servant, Baltasar, arrives and tells him that, you know, there's really no good way to tell him that Juliet is dead. And uh, Romeo says, well, is there some message from Friar Lawrence? And of course, there isn't. So Romeo decides that he must commit suicide. So he goes to this apothecary, uh, this pharmacist, basically, and he tries to get him to sell him some poison so that he can go to Juliet's grave and commit suicide. And then he heads to Verona to do just that. So that's pretty much what happens in Act 5, Scene 1. Act 5, Scene 2. Enter Friar John. Friar John. Holy Franciscan Friar. Brother, ho! Enter Friar Lawrence. Friar Lawrence. This same should be the voice of Friar John. Welcome from Mantua. What says Romeo, or if his mind be writ, give me his letter. Friar John, going to find a barefoot brother out, one of our order to associate me, here in the city visiting the sick and finding him, the searchers of the town, suspecting that we both were in a house where the infectious pestilence did reign, sailed up the doors and would not let us forth, so that my speed to Mantua there was stayed. Friar Lawrence, who bore my letter then to Romeo? Friar John, I could not send it. Here it is again. Gives Friar John a letter, nor get a messenger to bring it thee, so fearful were they of infection. Friar Lawrence, unhappy fortune by my brotherhood. The letter was not nice, but full of charge of dear import, and the neglecting it may do much danger. Friar John, go hence. Get me an iron crow and bring it straight unto my cell. Friar John, brother, I'll go and bring it thee. Exit Friar John. Friar Lawrence, now must I to the monument alone. Within this three hours will fair Juliet awake. 
she will beshrew me much that Romeo hath had no notice of these accidents. But I will write again to Mantua, and keep her at my cell till Romeo come. Poor living corse closed in a dead man's tomb. Exit. And Act 5, Scene 2, here we have Friar John. He goes to see Friar Lawrence, and he tells him that he couldn't deliver the letter to Romeo because he and an, and an associate were suspected of being in a, in a house that had an infectious disease. And because of that, they had been quarantined, and he was not able to deliver the letter. Now, Friar Lawrence knows that this is big trouble because now Romeo will think that Juliet is really dead. So he tells Friar John to go and get him a crowbar. And he's planning to get Juliet from the tomb and take her to his room. But before he does that, he has to write another letter to Romeo to tell him to come to his room and explain everything that, that happened. So there we have Act 5, Scene 2. Act 5, Scene 3. Enter Paris and his page. Paris. Give me thy torch, boy, hence, and stand aloof. Yet put it out, for I would not be seen. Under yon yew trees lay thee all along, holding thine ear close to the hollow ground, so shall no foot upon this churchyard tread, being loose, unfirm, with digging up graves. But thou shalt hear it. Whistle then to me, as signal, that thou hearest something approach. Give me those flowers. Do as I bid thee. Go. Page extinguishes torch, gives Paris flowers. Page, aside, I am almost afraid to stand alone here in the churchyard, yet I will adventure. Page moves aside. Paris, scatters flowers at Juliet's closed tomb. Sweet flower, with flowers thy bridal bed I strew. Oh, woe, the canopy is dust and stones, which with sweet water nightly I will do or wanting that, with tears distilled by moans, the obsequies that I for thee will keep nightly shall be to strew thy grave and weep. Page whistles. The boy gives warning something doth approach. What cursed foot wanders this way tonight to cross my obsequies and true love's right? What with a torch muffle me night a while? Paris moves away from the tomb. Enter Romeo and Baltazar. Romeo, give me that mattock and the winching iron, takes them from Baltazar. Hold, take this letter. Early in the morning, see thou deliver it to my lord and father. Gives letter to Baltazar. Give me the light. Takes torch from Baltazar. Upon my life I charge thee, whate'er thou hearest or seest, Stand all aloof, and do not interrupt me in my course. Why I descend into this bed of death is partly to behold my lady's face, but chiefly to take thence from her dead finger a precious ring, a ring that I must use in dear employment. Therefore, hence, be gone. But if thou, jealous, dost return to pry, and what I father, and what I father shall intend to do, by heaven I will tear thee joint by joint, and strew this hungry churchyard with thy limbs. The time and my intents are savage, wild, more fierce and more inexorable far than empty tigers or the roaring sea. Baltazar, I will be gone, sir, and not trouble you. Romeo, so shalt thou show me friendship. Take thou that. 
gives Baltazar money. Live and be prosperous, and farewell, good fellow. Baltazar, aside, for all this time, I'll hide me hereabout. His looks I fear, and his intents I doubt. Baltasar moves aside, falls asleep. Romeo, thou detestable maw, thou tomb of death, gorged with the dearest morsel of the earth. Thus I enforce thy rotten jaws to open, and in despite I'll cram thee with more food. Begins to open the tomb with his tools. Paris aside. This is that banished haughty Montague that murdered my love's cousin, with which grief it is supposed the fair creature died, and here is come to do some villainous shame to the dead bodies. I will apprehend him. To Romeo. Stop thy unhallowed toil, vile Montague. Can vengeance be pursued further than death? Condemned villain, I do apprehend thee. Obey and go with me, for thou must die. Romeo. I must indeed, and therefore I came hither. Good gentle youth, tempt not a desperate man. Fly hence and leave me. Think upon these gone. Let them affright thee, I beseech thee, youth. Put not another sin upon my head by urging me to fury. Oh, be gone. By heaven, I love thee better than myself, for I come hither armed against myself. Stay not, be gone. Live and hereafter say... A madman's mercy bid thee run away. Paris, I do defy thy, com thy combination and apprehend thee for a felon here. Romeo, wilt thou provoke me? Then have at thee, boy. Romeo and Paris fight. Page, oh Lord, they fight. I will go call the watch. Exit page. Paris falls. Oh, I am slain. If thou be merciful, open the tomb. Lay me with Juliet. Paris dies. Romeo. In faith, I will. Let me peruse the space. Mercutio's kinsman, noble county Paris. What said my man when my betossed soul did not attend him as we rode? I think he told me Paris should have married Juliet. Said he not so, or did I dream it so? Or am I mad hearing him talk of Juliet to think it was so? Oh, give me thy hand, one writ with me in sour misfortune's book. I'll bury thee in a triumphant grave. Romeo opens the tomb to reveal Juliet inside. A grave? Oh, no, a lantern-slaughtered youth. For here lies Juliet, and her beauty makes this vault a feasting presence full of light. Death, lie thou there by a dead man interred lays Paris in the tomb. How oft, when men are at the point of death, have they been merry, which their keepers call a lightning before death. Oh, how many I call this a lightning. Oh, my love, my wife, death hath sucked the honey of thy breath, hath had no power yet upon thy beauty. Thou art not conquered. Beauty's ensign yet is crimson in thy lips and in thy cheeks, and death's pale flag is not advanced there. Tybalt, liest thou there in thy bloody sheet? Oh, what more favor can I do to thee than with that hand that cut thy youth in twain to sunder his that was thine enemy? Forgive me, cousin. Ah, dear Juliet, why art thou yet so fair? Shall I believe that unsubstantial death is amorous and that the lean, abhorred monster keeps thee here in dark to be his, pam to be his paramour? 
for fear of that, I still will stay with thee and never from this palace of dim night depart again. Here, here I will remain with worms that are thy chambermaids. Oh, here will I set up my everlasting rest and shake the yoke of inauspicious stars from this world-wearied flesh. Eyes, look your last, arms, take your last embrace, and lips, you, the doors of breath, seal with a righteous kiss, a dateless bargain to engrossing death. Kisses Juliet and takes out the poison. Come, bitter conduct, come, unsavory guide. Thou desperate pilot, now at once run on the dashing rocks, thy seasick, weary bark. Here's to my love. Drinks the poison. O oh, true apothecary, thy drugs are quick. Thus, with a kiss, I die. Romeo dies. Enter Friar Lawrence with lantern, crow, and spade. Friar Lawrence. St. Francis be my speed. How oft tonight have my old feet stumbled at graves. Who's there? Baltasar. Here's one, a friend, and one that knows you well. Friar Lawrence. Bliss be upon you. Tell me, my good friend, what torch is yon that vainly lends his light to grubs and eyeless skulls? As I discern, it burneth in the Keppel's monument. Baltasar. It dote so, it dote so, holy sir. And there's my master, one that you love. Friar Lawrence. Who is it? Balthazar. Romeo. Friar Lawrence. How long hath he been there? Balthazar. Full half an hour. Friar Lawrence. Go with me to the vault. Balthazar. I dare not, sir. My master knows not, but I am gone hence, and fearfully did menace me with death if I did stay to look on his intents. Friar Lawrence, stay then, I'll go alone. Fear comes upon me. Oh, much I fear some ill, unthrifty thing. Baltasar, as I did sleep under this yew tree here, I dreamt my master and another fought, and that my master slew him. Friar Lawrence approaches the tomb. Romeo! Alack, alack, what blood is this which stains the stony entrance of the sepulchre? What means these masterless and gory swords to lie discolored by this place of peace? Looks inside the tomb. Romeo, oh, pale, who else? What, Paris too? And steeped in blood. Ah, what an unkind hour is guilty of this lamentable chance. The lady stirs. Juliet wakes. Juliet. Oh, comfortable friar, where is my lord? I do remember where, well where I should be, and there I am. Where is my Romeo? A noise sounds from outside the tomb. Friar Lawrence. I hear some noise. Lady, come from that nest, that nest of death, contagion, and unnatural sleep. A greater power than we have contradict hath thwarted our intents. Come, come away. Thy husband in thy bosom there lies dead, and Paris too. Come, I'll dispose of thee among a sisterhood of holy nuns. Stay not to question, for the watch is coming. Come, go, good Juliet. I dare no longer stay. Juliet, go, get thee hence, for I will not away. Exit Friar Lawrence. What's here? A cup closed in my true love's hand? Poison, I see, hath been his timeless end. O churl, drunk all, and left no friendly drop to help me after? I will kiss thy lips, 
Haply some poison yet doth hang on them to make me die with the restorative. Kisses Romeo. Thy lips are warm. Enter Watchman and Paris's page. Chief Watchman to page. Lead, boy. Which way? Juliet. Yea, noise. Then I'll be brief. Oh, happy dagger, this is my sheath. There rust and let me die. Stabs herself with Romeo's dagger and dies. Page. This is the place there where the, tor where the torch doth burn. Chief Watchman. The ground is bloody. Search about the churchyard. Go, some of you, whoever you find, attach. Exit some watchman. Pitiful sight. Here lies the county slain, and Juliet bleeding, warm and newly dead. Who here hath lain these two days buried? Go, tell the prince. Run to the Capulets. Raise up the Montagues. Some other search. Exit more watchmen. We see the ground whereon these woes do lie. But the true ground of all these piteous woes we cannot without circumstance decry. Re-enter second watchman with Romeo's man, Baltasar. Second watchman. Here's Romeo's man. We found him in the churchyard. Chief watchman. Hold him in safety till the prince come hither. Re-enter third watchman with Friar Lawrence. Third watchman. Here is a friar that trembles, sighs, and weeps. We took this mattock and the spade from him, and he was and he was coming from this churchyard's side. Chief Watchman, a great suspicion. Stay the friar, too. Enter the prince with attendance. Prince, what misadventure is so early up that calls for person from our morning rest? Enter Capulet and Lady Capulet. Capulet, what should it be that is so shrieked abroad? Lady Capulet. Oh, the people in the street cry Romeo, some Juliet, and some Paris, and all run with open outcry toward our monument. Prince, what fear is this which startles in our ears? Chief Watchman, Sovereign, here lies the county Paris slain, and Romeo dead, and Juliet dead before, warm and new killed. Prince, search, seek, and know how this foul murder comes. Chief Watchman, here is a friar, and slaughtered Romeo's man, with instruments upon them to fit open these dead men's tombs. Capulet, oh heavens, oh wife, look how our daughter bleeds. This dagger hath mistaken for lo, his house is empty on the back of Montague, and it missheathed in my daughter's bosom. Lady Capulet, oh me. The sight of death is as a bell that warns my old age to be a sepulcher. Enter Montague. Prince, come, Montague, for thou art early up to see thy son and heir now early down. Montague, alas, my liege, my wife is dead tonight. Grief of my son's exile hath stopped her breath. What further woe conspires against mine age? Prince, Look, and thou shalt see. Montague to Romeo. O oh, thou untaught, what manners is what manners is in this to press before thy father to a grave? Prince. Seal up the mouth of, out, of outrage for a while, till we can clear these ambiguities, and know their spring, their head, their true descent, and then will I be general of your woes, and lead you even to death. 
Meantime, forbear and let mischance be slave to patience. Bring forth the parties of suspicion. Friar Lawrence, I am the greatest, able to do least, yet most suspected as the time and place doth make against me of this direful murder. And here I stand both to impeach and purge myself condemned and myself excused. Prince, then say at once what thou dost know in this. Friar Lawrence, I will be brief, for my short date of breath is not so long as is a tedious tale. Romeo, there dead, was husband to that Juliet, and she there dead, that Romeo's faithful wife. I married them, and their stolen marriage day was Tybalt's doomsday, whose untimely death banished the new-made bridegroom from the city, for whom, and not for Tybalt, Juliet pined. You, to remove that siege of grief from her, betrothed, and would have married her perforce to County Paris. Then comes she to me, and with wild looks bid me devise some mean to rid her from the second marriage, or in my cell there would she kill herself. Then gave I her, so tutored by my art, a sleeping potion, which so took effect as I intended, for it wrought on her the form of death. That he should... Meantime, I writ to Romeo that he should hither come as this dire night to help take her from her borrowed grave, being the time the potion's force should cease. But he which bore my letter, Friar John, was stayed by accident, and yesternight returned my letter back. Then all alone at the prefixed hour of her waking came I to take her from her kindred's vault, meaning to keep her closely at my cell till, till I conveniently could send to Romeo, but when I came some minute ere to the time, the noble Paris and true Romeo dead. She wakes, and I entreated her come forth and bear this work of heaven with patience. But then a noise did scare me from the tomb, and she, too desperate, would not go with me, but, as it seems, did violence on herself. And this I know, and to the marriage her nurse is privy. And if aught in this miscarried by my fault, let my old life be sacrificed some hour before this time unto the rigor of severus law. Prince, we still have known thee for a holy man. Where's Romeo's man? What can he say in this? Baltazar, I brought my master news of Juliet's death, and then in post he came from Mantua to the same place, to the same monument, shows a letter. This letter he early bid me give his father, and threatened me with death, going in the vault, if I departed not and left him there. Prince, give me the letter. I will look on it. Takes letter from Baltasar. Where is the county's page that raised the watch? Sirrah, what made your master in this place? Page. He came with flowers to strew his lady's grave, and bid me stand aloof, and so I did. Anon comes one with light to ope the tomb, and by and by my master drew on him, and then I ran away to call the watch. Prince skims the letter. This letter doth make good the friar's words, their course of love, the tidings of her death. And here he writes that he did by a, by a poison of a poor apothecary, and therewithal came to this vault to die and lie with Juliet. Where be these enemies, Capulet, Montague? See what a scourge is laid upon your hate that heaven finds means to kill your joys with love. And I, for winking at your discords too, have lost a brace of kinsmen. All are punished. Capulet, oh, brother Montague, give me thy hand. This is my daughter's jointure, for no more can I demand. 
Montague, but I can give thee more, for I will raise her statue in pure gold, that whiles Verona by the name that is known, there shall be no figure at such rate be set as that of true and faithful Juliet. Capulet. As rich shall Romeo's by his ladies lie, poor sacrifices of our enmity. Prince. A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned and some punished. For never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. And as for Act 5, Scene 3, the final scene of the play, this is the, this is the play's end. So Romeo and Baltazar, they arrive at the Capulet's tomb and... Paris and his page are already there and Paris is laying flowers and the page, he hears someone coming and he goes to see who it is. Now, Romeo is trying to break into Juliet's tomb. He's, he gives Baltazar a letter for his father and tells him not to interrupt him, like under fear of death. Baltazar is not to interrupt what Romeo is doing. He says that he wants to get into Juliet's tomb to get this ring from her finger, but Baltazar doesn't leave. He just hides so that he can see what Romeo is really up to. So Paris sees Romeo and thinks he's up to no good. He's got his crowbar, he's got these tools, and he tries to arrest Romeo. So they fight, and Romeo ends up killing Paris, but he feels bad about it since, you know, especially since Paris was related to Mercutio. So Romeo then kind of vaguely remembers Baltazar saying something about how Paris was supposed to marry Juliet. He thought, well, maybe he dreamed it. But anyway, he put Paris in the tomb and then he looks at Juliet and he wonders why she doesn't look dead, like why she still looks so full of life with the rosy cheeks and the red lips and so forth. And then he kisses her after which he drinks the poison that he got from the apothecary, and then he dies. Well, Friar Lawrence comes, and he finds Romeo dead. Juliet wakes up, and she sees Romeo dead, and um, Friar Lawrence tries to get her to come with him because he wants to take her to a nunnery. And all this noise is starting to bring out the crowds, you know, all the citizens are coming and he wants Juliet to come with him, but she doesn't want to go. So instead she looks for Romeo's poison. She sees he's dead. And of course her life is just no longer worth living. So she looks around for the poison that Romeo took and she can't find it. So she grabs his dagger and then she kills herself. So the prince, the Capulets, and the Montagues, they all arrive, and they see Romeo and Juliet lying dead next to each other. And the prince's guards, they're, they're sent out to arrest anybody they find. And they find Friar Lawrence, and uh, he ends up telling the whole story of how he married Romeo and Juliet, and then he gives them all the other details that led up to this tragedy. So Lords uh, Capulet and Montague, they, they buried the hatchet. This is just so overwhelming. So they agree to bury the hatchet and they say that they are each going to build a monument of each other's child, Romeo and Juliet. Now the prince says, well, some people are going to have to pay for this. So some people involved in all of this murder and tragedy, they're going to be punished, but others he will pardon. And he ends the play with um, a line where he says, never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet 
and her Romeo. So that's a quick summary of what happens in the final scene of this wonderful play, Romeo and Juliet. Thank you guys so much for listening here at Carla Reads the Classics. I hope you were able to enjoy the reading. And I hope you will stay tuned for further readings of more wonderful classic literature here at Carla Reads the Classics. Thanks again. Until next time.